0: Good morning, I'm Frederick County Executive Jan Gardner. Thank you for joining us for today's public information briefing. This is my final week serving as the county executive, and while the end of my time in office certainly brings mixed feelings, I'm pleased that my last announcements are centered around one of the most important initiatives of my administration, and that's um, preserving and protecting the things we value about our community, our rural lands, our historic places, and our scenic vistas that people in our community truly do cherish. First, I'm going to share an update and some next steps on our efforts to preserve the unique character along our rural roads. And then I'm going to announce the latest round of recipients of our award-winning agricultural innovation grants, which um, has turned out to be a very popular program, and I think it's something that's been successful um, as part of my administration as well. So let's begin with a discussion about rural roads. The narrow lanes that wind their way through rural and rustic areas of our community offer outstanding views of rolling farmland and natural features, and they provide access to many of our community's cultural and historic resources. These lanes are hidden gems to many people, but have really become tourist attractions for some others. Um, On weekends, it's common to find people driving or cyclists pedaling along these roadways. People enjoy the rural uh, atmosphere and the connection that they find to nature. And artists actually frequently capture the scenes to share with others. And as a result, our covered bridges are well known across the state and the region. There are over 80 miles of roadway in the county's longstanding rural roads program. More than half, 46 miles, are gravel roads and another 30 miles are tar and chip. And there's about six miles of asphalt roads that round out the program. We know people value these roads and we need to preserve them as integral parts of our agriculture and rural heritage. Our Livable Frederick Plan, which guides our actions, recognizes that preservation is crucial to maintaining our community's unique characteristics. Now, when the Rural Roads Program began back in 2002, and I certainly remember that because I was a county commissioner back in 2002, it was designed to protect the scenic and historic qualities of the roads in the surrounding area. Now, one of the program's goals was to stabilize these roads without automatically widening or paving over dirt and gravel surfaces. Now, over the years, the focus gradually shifted and it really became focused almost entirely on the surface type of the road and not on any of the other aspects of the rural road program and that shift created some tension between local residents living on these roads and enthusiasts it became obvious that there were some legitimate competing interests between the challenges of maintaining these roads for the people who lived along them and protecting the scenic vistas and the rural roadways now safety is always at the forefront of what we do in local government Scenery and viewsheds may attract uh, tourists, and they may be appreciated by local residents, but certainly the residents living along these roads have a right to have their roads uh, upgraded and improved. Uh, it's understandable that people on these roads don't want steep slopes washing away when there are heavy rains, and they don't want plows to stop at the end of the paved street, uh, effectively waiting for a different piece of equipment to do the balance of the snow removal. So, to balance these competing interests and to refresh the program, I held a roundtable discussion that brought together stakeholders to help shape a path forward. Based on the roundtable discussion, I appointed a Scenic and Rural Roads Advisory Committee. Many of its members are here today, and I'll mention that again later, to both look at safety and preservation of these treasured roadways to try to balance these interests that exist in our community. Last fall, the committee began tackling the issues, and they had four key charges. First was to review the current rural Roads Program to look at what was working and what may need to be changed. And they were asked specifically to establish criteria, criteria for eligible roads and to revise the guidelines, guidelines of the program. Second, they were to create a list of candidate roads for the new program. Third, I asked them to make um, a recommendation to create a standing advisory board or commission, and a program that would educate, promote, and increase tourism in Frederick County. And that's something we really um, weren't doing at all. And we know these rural roads, um, certainly valued by our cyclists, but they connect um, our cultural assets and also uh, some of our farmers who are selling products from their farms and some of our wineries and farm breweries. So they, they are a source of connection to some uh, cultural, historic, and even updated community uh, assets in our community. The fourth charge to the committee was to complete a report and with recommendations and to um, have it to me within 12 months. So last month, they submitted the report to me. That's the uh, cover of it. That's what it looks like. I thank them for uh, their work and their recommendations. The Rural and Scenic Roads Advisory Committee recommended several steps that the county could take and some they could take now, as well as some longer-term steps that will require legislation and support of the new incoming county council. So today, I'm pleased to share several changes, policy changes, that we can begin with to implement the recommendations from the advisory committee. First, the county will be establishing a brand-new program called Rustic Roads Programme which will firmly establish rustic road preservation as a county priority. The Rustic Roads Program incorporates all the roads that are currently in the Rural Roads Program, designating these roadways as exceptionally rustic. New roads uh, signs or street signs will be created for each of the exceptionally rustic roadways. And this is, we've seen happen in some other communities regionally and around the country. The design for the signs could be decided through a public process. Branded signs are part of a larger marketing effort that I'll talk about more in a few minutes. If someone wants to nominate new roadways for the Rustic Roads program, an application process has been created. To be eligible, a road would need to meet three specific objective criteria. The road must have a posted speed limit of no more than 35 miles per hour, or in some instances have have no posted limit at all. We do have some rural roads that aren't posted for speed at all. There must be an average traffic volume of fewer than a 1,000 trips per day, so it's a low-traffic road. And the roadway must be located outside a community growth area and outside of major subdivisions. So these are really intended to be outside of growth areas and in rural parts of the county. The final report lists 287 miles of roadway that meet these requirements, and they are identified as candidate roads. Candidate roads are surfaced with tar and chip, instead of asphalt, and the recommendations say there must be an effort to protect their character. The Advisory Committee recognized that some worthy roads may not meet these objective eligibility requirements, so the report also lists some subjective criteria that can be considered to designate roads with other unique or distinctive qualities. And there are two main types (coughs) of subjective criteria for rustic roads. The first is the scenic or natural features along the road's borders. That could be rugged natural terrain, habitat suitable for native wildlife and vegetation, streams or vistas of agriculture or mountain scenery. The second kind of subjective criteria are roads that have historic or cultural significance. The roadway may be used to access a significant site, like one of our historic bridges. And I do want to point out that we have historic bridges that aren't just our covered bridges. You know, a good example is the LaGore Bridge. And I have in my office, and I should have brought it in here, a, a, a book that was put out by the National Park Service that highlights bridges around the country, including those in Frederick County. We're very prominent in that and um, or it may be a road that follows a historic alignment or highlights historic landscape and events and adjacent buildings and sites may be historically and culturally significant i mean that could be a home it could be a church it could be another type of historic structure and of course i think that ties into our historic preservation grant program as well so the next recommendation of the committee is to enact a specific policy that any work done on rustic or candidate roads will have limitations in place on the work to protect the significance of the um, area. That includes whether you're considering safety improvements, guardrail shoulders, bridge work. So under this recommendation, there's a desire that the crews working on these roads should be trained and sensitive to the spe- special maintenance needs of the rustic roads. I do want to say, though, that, you know, it may be difficult for us to have a contractor mm-hmm that has training, so we're going to have to figure out exactly what that is, because obviously we want to make sure that we don't limit maintenance of roads. Uh, Nearby trees, plants, wildlife habitat that may be in the rights of way should also be protected as, as reasonable to do so. So it's important to note that no roads will be added or removed from the rural roads program until a new rustic roads commission can be established through legislation. Now, I did get this report uh, a month or so ago, but I really couldn't introduce legislation to the county um, council because the charter does not allow new legislation to be enacted during the final month of an outgoing council's term, basically during their lame duck section. So legislation has to wait for the next council to consider a new bill to create the actual Rustic Roads Commission. So until this legislation is drafted, the county's Division of Public Works will continue to maintain our rural roads following the existing guidelines, and this was supported by the advisory committee. That means there'll be no changes to a road's width or alignment, the type of service surface will stay the same, and the vegetation or trees that grow along the right-of-way will continue to be maintained. DPW will enact a policy to continue using the materials needed to provide structural support to preserve the road surface and to shape the roadway for drainage or safety purposes. And the idea is that there will be a standard operating procedures to guide maintenance along these rustic road sections and and they'll be included in the street and roads design manual. Under a new Rustic Road Commission to be established by county ordinance, the existing roads board will continue to, until that time, monitor the program with staff support from DPW. The Rustic Roads Commission will um, propose and recommended and propose that the Rustic Roads and Candidate Roads in the future um, will will be um, under the the uh, recommendation of the Division of Planning and Permitting, and they'll be the primary support for the Rustic Roads Commission. Public Works and Planning staff obviously will continue to work together and to collaborate with each other on this program. Planning and Permitting staff already has a Historic Preservation Planner on staff who is here today as well, and the committee recommends that the Public Works also have someone on staff who can coordinate the work on Rustic Roads. Planning staff will be responsible for developing a new uh, rustic road section for the county streets and roads design manual, which will set new guidelines for maintenance moving forward. Now, one of the reasons we wanted to preserve these special roads is because local residents certainly value them, they value the historic and rural aspects of these roads, and they also attract tourists. So the advisory group's final report includes a recommendation for the Division of Planning and Permitting to develop a marketing program in coordination with Visit Frederick, which is the Tourism Council of Frederick County. So Visit Frederick, I would note, was represented on this advisory committee. Marketing should include the new road signs for exceptionally rustic roads, and the Rustic Road logo could be used on maps and and other um, outreach materials. The report also recommends creating brochures and a mobile-friendly website with maps of the Rustic Road networks for people who drive to historic sites, museums, farms, and byways, and to make it easier for them to connect to local restaurants and businesses. Other possible marketing ideas include developing a collection of seasonal photographs showcasing our rustic roads. Photos could be made available to the media and travel writers to promote tourism in Frederick County. The opportunity also exists to create a Friend of Rural Roads group to help with beautification efforts. So I really think it was a comprehensive um, report. I do wanna thank the members of the advisory committee for their hard work to shape the rustic roads program. And I know some of the members are here today, but I want to acknowledge all of them. The chair was Tiffany Ahalt, uh, Vice Chair Susan Hansen, uh, Jim Bonneville, Ron Burns, Sam Castleman, Howard Looney, Darius Marks, Peter Perry, uh, Barbara Wyatt, Jeff Yoakam, and Dave Zidellis. I also want to thank our staff from Public Works under the direction of Jason Stitt, who's the division director, and the staff in the Division of Planning and Permitting under the direction of Steve Horn for their efforts to um, implement the committee's recommendations. Um, special thanks to county staff who di- directly supported the committee, uh, Kimberly Goldenbrant, uh, John Dimitrio, um, Beau Lockard, Mark Mishler, Dave Only, Dennis Superzinski, Amanda Whitmore, and Mike Wilkins. There's a lot of people were involved in this. I'm excited that our Rustic Roads program is taking shape. Um, pieces that are managed by policy are moving forward and are underway, and planning will um, craft the legislation that's needed. Also, during the upcoming budget, there should be funding identified to implement the Advisory Committee's recommendations, and of course, that will go to the next County Executive. The goal is to preserve Frederick County's rustic roads in their natural and historic settings so future ge- generations can understand and appreciate our rich agricultural history. So that's a lot. So I do wanna thank everybody for their work on this. And you know I wish we could have uh, moved forward with this a bit faster, but sometimes good things take time. So I do think that this will move forward um, through the next administration. So next I want to um, announce the next round of agriculture innovation grants. Uh, The economies and success of our small towns and our rural villages really uh, depend on having a thriving agricultural industry. So leaving a legacy of agriculture has been one of my top priorities. To keep agriculture viable, we have to do a couple of things. First, we have to preserve our best and most productive farmland, and we are doing that through our agriculture preservation initiatives, and we're doing that with a record level of investment in those programs. Second, we've worked to make sure that agriculture is an economically viable industry, and that's where the agriculture innovation grants come in. This year and into the future, we've literally doubled our investment in agriculture preservation efforts in Frederick County because we do want to preserve our best farmland now. We know our county is under a lot of pressure for development, and we want to uh, do what we can to preserve that land for future generations. We've dedicated a record amount of funding um, to help our our 1,300 farms uh, thrive and to diversify. We just used ARPA money to support uh, grants for farmers to support the, um, and cover the rising cost of fertilizer, which I know is very much appreciated. I've heard from a number of people about that. And um, we have introduced, as part of um, all of this effort, a popular program to encourage diversification and innovation in agriculture. And that's been our award-winning agricultural Innovation Grants Program, which was launched about two years ago. So twice a year, applications are accepted for competitive grants to support our agricultural industry. And agriculture is still an important industry to Frederick County. It accounts for more than $150 million in sales each year, and it generates an economic impact of $1.5 billion to our community. Farmers across the nation have seen decreasing commodity prices in recent years. There's been challenges with increasing farm debt and the increased cost of doing business. And again, fertilizer is a good example of that. Our farmers do supply food and fiber, so it is essential that the industry remains economically viable for all of us. Supporting agriculture not only helps the industry, but it's certainly consistent, again, with the goals in our Livable Frederick Plan. Today, I'm pleased to announce the recipients of our Fall 2022 Agricultural Innovation Grants. Again, these competitive grants are funded by revenue that is generated uh, from our recordation fee when new deeds are recorded in the land records. So we're not able to fund everything that is requested. When all the applications were added up, we had requests for about $650,000, and the Selection Committee recommended awards to nine operations for a total of $113,000. So I'm going to share who received these grants, and I'm going to do it in alphabetical order. So first, we'll start with District Farms. District Farms is a hydroponic greenhouse located in Frederick. The farm was co-founded in 2017 by three partners, including one of Frederick County's top young ag professionals, Ali Sharfsta. How, is that how you pronounce it? Sharfzada. Sharfzada. Okay, thank you. Allie wanted to help build a more sustainable food system, and um, he left his patent attorney career to start a technology-based approach to agriculture known as controlled environmental agriculture. District Farms grows vegetables in one of the most advanced food production operations in the county. District Farms will use its Ag Innovation Grant to establish an autonomous nutrient management system. The nutrient management system will increase the efficiency and consistent quality of greens by capturing, regulating, and recycling the nutrients. District Farm expects to create 20 new full-time jobs and five part-time positions as a result of bringing the autonomous nutrient management system online. The second um, grant awardee is Fingerboard Farms. They grow hemp for CDB CBD products at its location on Fingerboard Road in Iamsville. Dawn Gordon, who calls herself a farm her, will use her grant to, uh, for a new well to serve her dairy barn. Irrigation will increase the production of the hemp plants, and the farm expects to add 10 full-time and three part-time positions when it completes these improvements. The kombucha lady um, is the next uh, uh, awardee, Kombucha kombucha is a fermented tea that is thought to have health benefits. Jeff and Liz Dodson, Promised Land Farm in Rocky Ridge, grows most of the fruits and herbs for the um, brand beverage, which is sold around the region. They'll use the grant to expand their storage space and to add a commercial refrigerator. This will allow them to store larger quantities of supplies as well as finished kegs waiting for delivery because they have outgrown their current space. And that's always a sign of success. The kombucha lady expects to create two new full-time positions and five part-time positions as a result. Moo Cow Creamery is next. Pam Moser operates Moo Cow Creamery at Walnut Ridge in Middletown. She'll use the grant to help purchase a walk-in refrigerator freezer, which will allow her to increase direct-to-consumer beef and chicken sales. With more sales, Moo Cow expects to add one full-time and one part-time position. Moon Valley Farm is in Woodsboro. It grows produce that it sells through a CSA, which is a community-supported agriculture Emma Jagoz, again, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, applied for money for multiple phases of updates to Moon Valley's greenhouses. The farm will receive funds to convert a greenhouse that will allow for year-round microgreen production for the CSA customers and as well as their restaurant clients. As well as equipment for a second greenhouse for seedlings for more consistent and efficient production. Moon Valley anticipates adding five full-time positions and five part-time jobs related to this project. Richvale Farms, uh, Mark Aholt and his son Matt, operate this sixth generation family farm in the Middletown Valley. They plan to purchase a walk-in freezer with their Ag Innovation Grant in order to offer more direct-to-consumer sales of beef. Michael and Abby uh, Farner run Stone Pillar Farms, which is located off of Mount Phillip Road, uh, just west of Frederick stone pillar will use their grant to upgrade their poultry processing facility and equipment they plan to protect the processing facility from the elements and to increase efficiency um, so that they can increase offerings to their csa customers stone pillar will add two full-time and one part-time job when these upgrades are completed summer creek farm is a usda certified organic farm located near Thermont. (coughs) excuse me with over 25 years of experience. Rick Hood will use Summer Creek's grant to convert used silage wagons from diesel to electric. The operation also plans to develop a power takeoff or PTO generator. Together, these upgrades will increase efficiency in the handling of raw materials for the operation's soilless mixes. Summer Creek expects to create two new full-time positions and two part-time positions. And the final grant recipient is Valley View Acres. Dale Haynes operates operates Valley View Acres outside of Middletown. A crop farm known for its sunflower festival, Valley View plans to install an irrigation system over several fields. They'll use the grant for a well that will feed the irrigation system. As a result, they'll be able to increase their production of cut flowers, which will allow them to add a full-time and a part-time position. Combined, these operations will add 43 full-time jobs and 23 part-time jobs to our economy. The Agriculture Innovation Grants and the Rustic Roads programs were created uh, and are ways that the county government works to support, protect, and preserve the special places and the scenic vistas that we truly uh, love and cherish in our community. Um, The Ag Innovation Grants have just been a big success. Um, Certainly, we could probably use more money there uh, coming out of that recordation fee. Um, I think the most lasting legacy of my administration will be protecting our agricultural heritage, our historic and cultural resources, and the scenic vistas that our residents cherish. Um, It's certainly been my honor to serve as Frederick County's first county executive. Uh, Working together in our community, we've accomplished a lot of good things to make life better for people who live here. We have invested record amounts of money in public education and in school construction. We've advanced the Livable Frederick Master Plan, which will serve us well into the future. And I'm really glad that the next administration is going to continue uh, to advance the Livable Frederick Plan. And we've supported our seniors through our Seniors First initiatives and the retention of citizens in Montevideo. We can be proud that we now have a more robust continuum of care to address substance misuse, addiction, and mental health with our mobile crisis unit, a detox center, and soon a crisis stabilization center, which really completes our um, continuum of care.